the middle school, but we are honoring our 2015 graduates this morning. So please give it up as Pastor Ray comes out with our graduates. Can we give it up for the 2015 high school and college graduates? Yeah, all right. Awesome. Guys, you're about to receive a gift from us. It's a journal. And I just want to take a second and uh, explain it to you. See, in the Old Testament, people would, they build these altars or these monuments. And they would do so when God would show up in an amazing way. And they would be able later on in their life to go and say, man, right there. See that? That's when God showed up when we needed him most. And what we want for you guys is to give you a tool to do the same. Our hope is that you'll be able to use this journal, whether it's like a year from now, maybe it's during a rough time of your life, maybe it's a time that you want to celebrate God. But our hope is that you'll be able to open those journals and turn back and be like, man, right there. That is when God showed up when I needed him most. I also wanted to remind you guys of something, something real close to my heart. And that is, is that the God who created you is beautiful. He is powerful, yet he is still humble. He is caring. He is crazy creative. He values uniqueness. He is full of grace and mercy and love. And your God is able to do amazing things. See, we find those character traits right in the first chapter of the first book in Genesis. You can look at how he created the world and just be mind-blown of the character of God. But something else that is really amazing found in chapter 1 is the fact that you are created in the image of God. See, God is powerful, yet humble, creative, wise, intelligent, loving, beautiful, unique, and able to do amazing things. My question is, what does that make you who are created in his image? See, when God said, we will make them in our image, he was saying, I'm going to give them the capacity to be powerful. I'm going to value your uniqueness. They will be beautiful in my image. They will be creative, intelligent, and wise, and they will be capable of doing amazing things. Graduates, the question is not, are you those things? Because the truth and the fact is that God's truth says you are. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Momentum Church, can we give it up for the 2015 high school and college graduates? Good job, guys. Well, as we get ready to continue our series in honor, we get one of the highest privileges today. We get to honor the teachers and the faculty 
of Golf Breeze Middle School. It has been a privilege. Yes, please. Can we give it up for them? Let's go. It has been a privilege to serve side by side with them as we called this school home every Sunday morning. These are the people who pour their lives out into the next generation. These are the people who invest their lives into the students of this community. Please check out the screens as we wrap up our series on honor. Ray brought the house down. Holy cow. Y'all heard of the dance-off? This might be the preach-off. I don't know. Ray brought it. I'm so thankful for Pastor Ray and Vanessa. They do such a great job with our teenagers. If you don't know this, when we first moved here, we first moved here, we had this dream of reaching a ton of teenagers and so we went to this great spot on the beach where our students currently meet. They have student takeover. And we, we talked to them. We said, man, how much could we rent this for? And it was 500 bucks a night. 500 bucks a night. That is when we first start, and we're like, <laughs> appreciate it. You know, <laughs> don't, don't have it. You know, like, they're like, now when can, we, when can we put you in? We're like, we'll get back with you. <laughs> and yet our God is able. You know, he's not a only able to provide the $500. He is able to give it to you weekly for free. Yeah. So three years ago, it would cost us $500. Now every Wednesday night, drowsy poet right there on the beach. You know what I'm talking about? Inner light on the third floor. Students take over Pensacola Beach. And I love that, man. I love that. And I'm thankful because God gives it, gives it to us for free and and that's just who he is. You know, God is a generous God. Do you know that? I want you to turn to someone and say, God is generous. Now turn to somebody else and say, you better be generous. You better be generous. God is generous. All right, now everybody, we're going to say this together. I'm going to say it first, and we'll say it together. Then I'm going to show us some pictures. By the way, what's up, Navarre? Give it up for Navarre. What is up, guys? We're so glad you came this morning. So many of you packing the house. Navarre. High school, we're so glad that you're with us. Here's the phrase that pays, and I want you to memorize it. I want it to be a tattoo in your mind. You could tattoo it on your soul. It could be your soul's tattoo, and it would really benefit you. And here it is. Ready? Generosity generates goodness. Would you say that with me? Generosity generates goodness. Say it one more time. Generosity generates goodness. Matthew, who is a tax collector, first book in the New Testament, Matthew tells us that we are to be the salt and the light. We're to be the salt and the light. Salt makes you thirsty. You go to a movie, you get their $20.99 popcorn, but it's refillable. It is refillable. And you get that puppy filled up, and you're, you're buying the 64-ounce drink. 
Because that salt makes you want more. Makes you want more. That's what we are. We're called to be the salt in this world. We're not called to, you know, we're not supposed to repel people from God. We're supposed to live in a humble, loving way that draws people to God. Generosity generates goodness. If that's all you got this morning, go ahead and check out. That might just change your life. And, and how we can apply it is when you go, and you go out to eat today, and evidently your waiter's having a bad day or your waitress having a bad day, instead of saying, you know what, you don't get a tip because God and I both know and you know you don't deserve one. I mean, you haven't refilled my drink, brought my food out cold, you got the tickets messed up. We're generous. Generosity is the mark of Jesus. He gave all to people that he owed nothing to. That's pretty cool. That will preach right there. So generosity generates goodness. I just want to put that in our minds. couple, uh, man, I also want to welcome everyone. You're watching online. We continue to get uh, feedback of people who are watching all over the place this morning. We have friends in Laurel Hill who are watching. We want to welcome you guys as well as people all over America and many of our troops that you're watching all the way around the world. And this is amazing. We're so glad. Thank you guys for your generosity to be able to help us live stream. It is incredible. Um, I want to just today, it is bittersweet, man. It's a whole lot of sweet. And it's, it's a little bit of bitter because, you know, there's no place like home. But I want to tell you something. Home, you've often heard, home is where the heart is and my heart is with God. And uh, we've seen God do some amazing things. The, the story of this church is just God. I'm sitting there. We're singing the last song. And God is taking my mind back to Wesley Chapel, Florida, where God, where God and I, <laughs> where we would talk out in the middle or cul-de-sac where it was undeveloped all the way out there. And, and man, I'd worship him and I'd sing to him. One night it was 11 o'clock and I was out there and there was no one out there, man. I was like three blocks from all of our homes, big neighborhood. This was undeveloped. And I got the, I got the earphones in and I'm singing as loud as I can. And then my neighbor across the street comes rollerblading. You know, so I went from singing really loud to just kind of just, you know, lip syncing. And uh, she scared the mess out of me. I think I scared the mess out of her. But I would, I'd worship God, and God would give me a word to come here and to start this church. And, man, Lord took me back right there. He took me back. He took me back. One of the greatest things that God's given us is a memory. Isn't that true? To be able to remember and praising him out there. And yet now to think from that moment all the way forward. Unbelievable. I want to um, take you to our first gathering. Let's put this picture on the screen. This is at Shoreline Park. Shoreline Park. And this was our first Sunday. Some of y'all saw some of these pictures at Party Sunday. So this is kind of like a second scoop. Are you with me? It's kind of like the second. You already had one dessert, but it's a dessert bar. And so you're going back to get another piece. And so this was, this was that, man. I wasn't sure if anyone was going to show up. I told my family five times to make sure they showed up, and uh, I was counting on them. And, man, God did something amazing that first gathering. That would have been April 1st, 2012. 
unbelievable. And we proclaim the message that hope has a name. And that name is Jesus. Hope has a name. And we said from the very beginning that this area didn't need another church. I need another church. Are you kidding me? In fact, when God called us to move here, I started doing research. And I lived here before, so pretty familiar with the area. But one of the things I learned is that this county, this county, Santa Rosa County, percentage-wise, has more churches than any other county in the state of Florida. You want to you look at it that way? I'm like, Lord, they don't need another church. In fact, I drive by like 30 churches to get here. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But what we said is they don't need another church. They need a church that removes barriers, roadblocks, speed bumps. That will make it possible for people who are far from God. God is not even on their radar. It's like you're going deep sea fishing. You got a fish finder. You ain't find no fish. They're not on the radar just yet. So what do you do? You keep moving, right? Well, that was our goal. Our goal was like, God, people that you're, you're not even on their radar. They don't believe in you, but they don't know you believe in them. See, you might be here today. You're like, I don't believe in organized religion. I got you. I'm not religious, but I do have a relationship with the creator. The, the sunset, sunrise that takes your breath away. I know the man that paints that every morning. I talked to him this morning. I talked to him. I, I talked to him. He talks to me. And, and so we said, you know what? We want to shorten the distance of relationship. And the way that we do that is we point to the cross. We get out of the way. It's not about us. Jesus, you know, religion is this. Religion is man trying to get to God. Man trying to figure out God. Religion smells like this. Well... You know, we all got the same God. You might call him Jesus. You might call him Allah. You might call him Moroni. You might call him this or that, this or that. But it's all the same God. We're just traveling different roads to get there. That's religion. Religion is me trying to get to God. Me trying to figure out God. That's why every religion says you got to do different things. Are you with me? But God came to man so that we wouldn't have to reach up. God reached down. God stooped low. God sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus is the antidote to religion. It was only the religious leaders. You clap, I preach better. I'm just saying. It was the religious leaders that had a problem with Jesus. The sinners loved him. The sinners wanted to be around him. I mean, when you're graceful, graceful, and when you're merciful, the lowest of the lows just are attracted because that's what they need. And by the way, isn't that what we all need? And so we preach that message, hope has a name. And we still are proclaiming that hope has a name. And that name is not momentum. That name is Jesus. That name is Jesus. We outgrew that. The city told us, man, we thought that y'all would be like 30 or 40 people. We had 160 something the first Sunday. And uh, that was crazy, and then it got crazier because it's right during red snapper season. You know what I'm talking about. So they're like, y'all got to go. And we didn't know where we were going to go to. In fact, we were meeting monthly and got the call on a Wednesday, and that Sunday was our big Sunday. But God had a plan. 
Um, God blessed us, and we went to Pensacola Beach, and that was amazing. Look at the next picture here. Um, Mike was so uh, just so generous. It's Robert. That's your cousin. Robert said, man, I got a cousin, and man, let's talk. And I went over there, and you know, all we had was vision. Listen, if all you have is a word from God, vision is in that, and that's enough. That is enough. We went there, and uh, it was amazing, man. It was the uh, it was an oyster bar, Pirates Cove oyster bar, and uh, we met there. You know what's interesting is it looks nothing like this right now, and nothing. And uh, it would rain. It rained all summer, and it was hot all summer. So we went from having our children environments at Shoreline Park out on the little sidewalks to out on the sand in the middle of the summer. Imagine that. Come sweat with us. That was our, that was our motto. Come sweat with us. And so next picture. So we, uh, sure enough, man, next picture. Um, you know, we, we went backwards, went backwards a little bit because we could hold more at Shoreline than we could hold there. And we continued to pack this place out so much that on the sand, people would bring their lawn chairs and sit out there. People, they had their coolers, they were walking, all of a sudden, it was like they heard the word of God. And the word of God is powerful. The word of God gives hope to the hopeless, strength to the people that are weak, love to the people who've only known hate. The word of God is powerful. And man, it is mighty, and it's mighty to save. And man, people would stand, and they would give their life to Christ. One of these memories goes back to we gave an invitation like we'll do today. Because Jesus is all about the invitation. He says, come to me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I, Jesus, will give you rest. Do you have rest today? Jesus says, come. We gave that invitation. We had two girls. Pastor Jim, that you were out on the beach. You were, I mean, people were out at the beach, man. And Jimmy was giving them invite cards. They said, come on. They're like, man, we have church here every Sunday. We sit out here every Sunday, man. We sing with you, but we're just looking at the water. You remember that, Callie? Yeah. They're like, every Sunday. And we had two girls come in. They came in. They're in bikinis. Come on. They came in. They, they, they raised their hand. They said, man, we gave our life to Christ. It was awesome, man. It was awesome because that's when I knew we were on target. Now, I didn't grow up that way. Man, someone walk in with a bikini, we all would have died. Or lusted, one or the other, I'm not sure. These two ladies came in, they stood up, gave their life to Christ, and I looked out, I just thought, God, thank you. Because some people... Some people say, well, I can't go to church. I don't have nice enough clothes. Man, it's not about this. It's about what's on the inside. It's about what's on the inside. And and then from that, man, it began to get cold. It was October. We were freezing, and we were praying, and we were praying for a new place to go. It was raining. Our equipment, our speakers, things were messing up, and yet God was right there, and God opened up this middle school for us right here. We stood and talked to Principal Cobb right up here, met in his office, walked around. Principal Brandon, good to see you. Thank you for being here today. Ms. Stevens, thanks for being here today. And... We came over here, and he began to tell us that, that um, y'all had just got new tables. Let's look at this picture. And that we couldn't move them. We wouldn't be able to move them because we didn't want anything to happen. And it took us back to, that's what Mike said, at the Oyster Bar. We couldn't move the tables. And we're thinking, Lord, you know, how are we going to do this? I want you to watch this. Watch. When, here's God's faithfulness. It never changes. 
it never moves. It never is diluted. Do you hear me? God's faithfulness has always been. It always is. It always will be. Great is your faithfulness to me. God's faithfulness, when intersected by my faith, is the sweet spot that I want to live at. Let me say it again. God's faithfulness never changes. Now, my faith does. Some days I got the faith. Some days I ain't got no faith. You know what I'm talking about? Some days it's hard to believe in yourself. Right? Some days you wake up and, oh. But God's faith doesn't do that. God, God, God doesn't go by feelings. God doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful for that one? He's like, yeah, I ain't got no grace today. I ain't got no mercy today. You should have checked in yesterday. When God's faithfulness is intersected by my faith, by your faith, that is the sweet spot of life. That's when we can truly look up instead of looking down. We can look up and we can say, God, great is your faithfulness. And we met right here, the first one. Go back to that picture. Let's leave them up. Can we do that? Let's go back to the picture. And we began to sing that first Sunday. And you look at it, man. We're sitting at the middle school cafeteria tables for which we were thankful for. But we were praying about. We thought it might be hard to do church with everyone facing each other, you know, not facing the front or some people having bad backs. And we began to pray and, man, we're not going to be able to move. And we prayed and we prayed the tables away. And then these chairs came in. These are, I call them holy chairs. And what I mean by that is we've seen life after 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 life changed. Changed. You have insomnia, you stay up at 2 a.m., infomercials promise to change your life for $39.95 and just a couple payments. You, you know, they promise to change your life. Man, we've seen that right here. We've seen moment after moment after moment, man, that we prayed and we said, God, do a work. God not only got us in the school, God began to do what only God can do. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what mountain you're facing. I don't know what Goliath looks like in your life. But I want to tell you something. There is a God that is bigger than your problems, stronger than your weaknesses, greater than your obstacles. And God can do abundantly above all that you ask or think. Next picture. We saw God do amazing things. Look at this. This is a picture of lift. This is a picture of lift. Is this the last one or two times before? Two times before. And we just had lift a couple weeks ago. This place packed out with women, unbelievable, um, experiencing the power of God, changing their lives, changing their marriages. I'm telling you, we had ladies here that they had given up on their marriage. They had given up on love. They had given up. Some of them, they're like, man, I'm done. And then Jesus passed by. And when Jesus passes by, drop the mic. It's over. It changed everything. And they packed this place out. Next year, I think we're going to do it twice, twice a year. And we're going to watch God continue to change women's life. In other words, there is a movement. We don't call it a ministry. It's a movement within the women of this community that God is beginning to restore. 
and refill and refuel and replenish and rest. That's what God is doing. I want to tell you something, man. Not only do we need stronger men, we need stronger women. Not only do we need men who are whole, we need women who are whole. And that's what God is doing. I love that. Next picture, please. I got to hustle up here. This was an amazing moment, man. Dude, if you miss this one, God passed by. You notice the book bags. In August, we do. We have a generous July. We get several book bags. We pack them out. We distribute them. We believe that the cry of this community is kids. We believe that God loves kids. So we're to love kids. But this moment was also about a homeless man that I had standing out front, and people were passing him. They had no clue he was my guest. We brought him inside at the very end, and I was teaching about being a servant. And I got on my knees, and I began to wash his feet. And little did I know, God was going to teach me a lesson. Because as I was washing his feet, there were like things in between his toes. And, and I was down there talking about how we ought to serve, and then I got to his toes. Y'all couldn't see his toes. I couldn't see his toes, but my hand felt his toes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The Lord was like, Tim, wash him. I don't know the last time those were washed. And, man, I'm telling you, it was like God breathed on me, man. God began to, my heart was soft. God began to squeeze it. We brought him down here. We got him a brand-new pair of boots. We brought him in a brand-new bike and a chain and all kinds of stuff. And as we were talking to him, we wheeled it out from right over there. We did this for a couple homeless men right around the corner. And he hit the ground. How many were here? We have a lot more gatherings now. Navarre, I wish you could have seen it. Maybe some of you today in Navarre, you're serving in Navarre because you live in Navarre. Navarre is your community, and I'm proud of you for doing that. We're going to reach Navarre. But I want to tell you something. He laid out on the ground and began to cry, and he said, thank you. And, man, people began sobbing. Jesus passed by that day, and I wept, and I wept, and I wept, man. I mean, gratitude like I'd never seen before. You'd have thought this man won a million dollars. And we gave him food and transportation and told him that there's a God that loves him and believes in him. What a holy day. Next picture. We've seen God do amazing things. This was just one Sunday. Everyone in this picture, except for, I think, two of us, the pastors, gave their life to Jesus. We've seen, listen to me, listen to me, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have their sins pressure washed away not because of who we are but because of who he is not because not because of what we've done but because of what Jesus did and you see in this picture men and women service men and women unbelievable momentum church community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good. Generosity generates goodness. Driven to change the world. I love that picture. That's what it's all about. By the way, I coach soccer. And, and one of the challenges about coaching young kids in soccer is, is they, they don't want to pass the ball. They want to hog it. It's a cloud. Wherever the ball is, everyone's there. Instead of passing. Right? We need a little more finesse. 
We need to learn to trap. We need to learn to pass. We need to learn to spread the field. You have to teach them how we score. You have to teach them what winning looks like, how you win. This Momentum Church is how we win. This is the only thing. This is the only thing that strikes up the band in heaven. Heaven's favorite song of all is the song of the redeemed. There are people there who they've passed from this life. And because they know Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, they're in heaven today. And the the Bible tells us it's so great a cloud of witness. And they are cheering us on every Sunday morning. They don't just see Momentum Church. They see all churches that are preaching the good news of Jesus. Not just here, not just in America, but in this world. And there is this crazy noise. There is this incredible clapter. There is this unbelievable yelling and screaming and celebrating when one person crosses the line of faith. And you need to know that. And so when we see people here at every gathering, when we see people in Navarre and you give your life to Christ, heaven is applauding the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. And this is what a score looks like. This is why we have volunteers get up before 5 a.m. and pull in trailer after trailer after trailer. I want you to understand something. We could, we could, um, we could go into debt. A lot of churches do. And I'm not saying we're better than them. I'm not, there's no piety and there's none of that. This isn't an us and a them, man. We are not in competition. We're co-labors. But we said from the very beginning, we will not go in debt because when you are in debt, Scripture says, owe no man anything but love. And if I'm in debt, then I have worry. If I don't have debt, I ought to have less worry. Are you with me? And we said we don't want to go into a crazy, you know, we believe that God is almighty. God can give us land for free. God can give us a building. God can give us a million-dollar check or a $10 million check. Or if he wants to, he can give us a $50 million check. God doesn't need me to go into debt. He doesn't need that. And I hope you don't just clap. I hope you understand that. Because I believe in the God flex. When God flexes, watch out. Ain't nobody like him. We believe that. And so instead of going in debt, we're like, you know what? We're going to meet in schools right now. We're going to be good stewards, and we're going to take money, and we're going to put it back into the community. Jesus fed people. Why? Because he knew that he had to feed people physically before he could feed them spiritually. In other words, Jesus earned the right. Jesus walked across the room. Jesus touched them. Jesus met the need right where it was. And that, that's exactly what we've been able to do. Because of your generosity, generosity generates goodness. Because of your generosity, in November every year, we do a lot of turkeys. Three schools this year. Is that correct? Was it three or five? It was five, wasn't it? Three last year. Five schools. Everyone that worked there. You know how, many, you know how much money that cost? You know how big a smile on our face it was? We didn't go into debt for that. You know why? Because of the generosity of this school. See, they sow generosity to us. And today when we're honoring, we want to sow generosity 
back. Our goal from the very beginning, I told Principal Cobb this. I said, we want to leave this place better than we found it. We want to honor you. We want to take care of this like this is our house. Next picture. Packed out. Packed out. We've seen gathering after gathering. This is the early. This is the early. This is the early gathering. Turn around. And there are people in the back. And there are people in kids right now all over the place. Unbelievable. Continue to see people. It blows my mind. Next picture. Never get over that. Right here. Principal Brandon, thank you for letting us do baptisms in here. Vietnam War. Vietnam War. This is my friend. He gave his life to Christ in the high school a year ago, Easter Sunday. We baptized him just a few weeks ago in here. We didn't tell him to do that. We didn't pay him to do that. I don't think we could have paid him enough to do that. That's what it looks like. See, he wasn't getting forgiven in the water. He was making a statement that he already was forgiven. He was putting on the Jesus jersey. He telling people, I'm on his team. I'm a winner. I love that. That's some of the things that's happened since we've been in here. We have the next picture. It's feeding the teachers. I was out of state when this happened, and we fed the teachers, been able to do that in Navarre as well as here at the middle school. Some of the Wahoos players are there, some of the teachers. Carabas showed up late. That wasn't good. If I was Donald Trump, I'd have said, you're fired. But they were graceful to us. Middle school was. I want to be graceful back to them. We've been able to see God do so much. Next picture. We show next picture. Look at this, man. This is a bus where we'd rent out and pack full the church van and that bus to bring young men and women here who I like to refer to them as heroes and give them free transportation because we saw a need. That's what Jesus did. He saw a need and he met it. We'd see people come out here and taxi after taxi after taxi and pay out of their own money. I'm talking about 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds. And we said, man, we're just going to rent a bus and pack it out. Next picture. It was just a few weeks ago, honoring our law enforcement. I also like to refer to them as our heroes. And we learned that we ought to honor and respect those who serve and protect. It was so good to say, thank you for what you do. You're not the bad guys. You're the good guys. And we pray for you. And we honor you. And we love you. And we thank you. Next picture. Our children's environments. That's wild country. I'm so thankful. I just want to say I'm so thankful for every volunteer that serves. No matter what you do, thank you, thank you, thank you. You get it. You understand that serving the kingdom of God is the investment of a lifetime. I couldn't pay people that serve here. We can do that. Are you kidding me? Come on. Look at this. Papa Cliff. Look at that. Every Sunday. Serves every Sunday. He loves those kids. I'm telling you, man, if Papa Cliff, if your kids are with Papa Cliff, man, the only one, the only two people maybe be better. 
Jesus and Santa Claus. <laughs> Papa Cliff's the man. Next picture. This is another environment. This is right out here. Look at this. Can you believe this? This is right outside. Packed out every Sunday. Kids after kids learning. Learning, like some of the things that Pastor Ray said this morning. Learning that they're created. Learning that they're made in God's image. Learning that they can love. They can forgive. I love it. Next picture. This is them singing right here. Was this Christmas Eve, I believe. Unbelievable. Singing. I love that. We're going to do it again. I can't wait. Next picture. We're going to show a few pictures in a minute from Navarre, but just picture after picture. This is Navarre High School right there. Do you hear me? We Listen, we just opened the campus this year. We just went weekly just a few months ago. Easter Sunday, 800. Come on, Navarre. 800 people just in that new campus. Unbelievable. And you know why? Listen, let's take it all the way back to honor. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because this middle school said yes. Every anniversary, I tell my wife, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for saying yes. And I want to live to be the man she believes me to be. Are you with me? Boy, I wake up every Sunday, and I'm so thankful that the middle school said yes to allowing us to come here. It was a direct answer to our prayers. It might have just been a transaction for us. It was a heavenly transaction. I think we might have maybe one more picture. Is that right? One or two? I mean, unbelievable. Don't even have to say anything there. People giving their life to Christ. See, there's something about when you're tired. Go back to that other picture for a minute. There's something about when you're tired and you hear that there's a God that loves you and that he got a hundred because he knew we couldn't. There's not a person here that kept the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shalt not lie. We've all lied. And it's a domino effect. It later tells us in Scripture, if you've broken one of God's laws, it's a domino effect. It's almost like we're guilty of breaking them all. So when people hear that Jesus loves them and forgives them, no wonder we call him the Savior. No wonder why they can't wait to say, yes, I want that gift. You ever watch Oprah? Oprah's like, now we're going to give a gift to everyone in our audience. Here it is. And they're like, ah! They're excited. There is nothing greater than being forgiven of your past, your present, and your future sins. And knowing that when God Almighty looks at you, he doesn't see your failures. He doesn't see your faults. He doesn't see your mistakes. He doesn't see your sin. He looks at you through the shades of Jesus. And they're tinted red. The Oakleys are red because love ran red. Thank you, Chris Tomlin. And he looks through the red and he only sees Jesus. And he says, oh, they're not guilty. They're, they're perfect. They're forgiven. They're over here with me. They're over here with me. I just, I want to end on that picture if we can. Listen, today is a great day. I wish I had another hour. I could feel it. Trust me. But I won't. But I'm so humbled. And I'm so thankful. I, I told Frankie several months ago that the middle school 
And Frankie's done a great job. Frankie, thank you for working with Tanya Shepard and Principal Brandon and Kim Bolton. Thank you so much. Relationships. God's a God of relationships. Thank you for doing that. You've done a great job. You've led well. I think we ought to clap. You've done a great job. Appreciate you. I told Frankie, I said, I want to write a check to the middle school. We want to bless them. We've been setting aside money. Here's the cool thing. Generosity generates goodness, right? Just to move from here to there, and, and trust me when I say this, and I got the breakdown, but um, it's going to cost money to go from this school to the next school, like $39,500. And um, y'all might like, why? Wow, you got everything here. Um, just trust me on it. Um, we talked about just the pipe and drape. It's going to be different over there. Higher ceilings can be a lot easier for our volunteers than these clips. And the school's so generous to allow us just to, to, to serve us is what they've done. Next week, we're going to have an offering, a special offering. Many of you have already given. I say thank you to that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God pays our bills. We don't have to chew our fingernails. He's not chewing them. But I told him, I said, you know what, man, in a time when we're needing to, to spend money or to invest money over here, we're going to give first. Because one of the ways that you get more is you give. When you give to others, God trusts you more. And so we said, man, it doesn't matter. We're going to give to them. And, and um, Frankie worked with Tanya Shepard. She's the assistant principal. And I said, Frankie, I want to know what the greatest need is of this school. And come to find out they had applied for a grant to get a new reading software for the intensive reading students. It's web-based, basically, to really give you a short synopsis here. It's going to help them go further faster. It's going to help them go further faster. We believe that our students deserve the best. We want to provide them for the best. And the grant was turned down. But today, we're going to have the privilege to give back, to honor, to honor, to give back. And, and I'm so excited today to be able to present a check. Frankie, if we can get that, I would like to ask Principal Brandon, if you come forward, please. And Tanya Shepard, Kim, if you're here, I think Kim's coming to the 10 o'clock. And at, at our 10 o'clock, Navarre, at our 10 o'clock here, we're going to have the faculty administration going to be here at that gathering. But we ask you guys to be here for this today. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We want to honor you today. That's right, Trina. Way to lead. We want to honor you. Thank you. One day, one day, heaven. Y'all stay standing. I like that. Thank you. One day, Heaven will tell the dramatic story of how many lives were changed. And, and we want to present a check today to Gulf Breeze Middle School for $4,500.
What I love about this check, check number MC, the, the number was our first Sunday here. And we want to give this check in honor of principal who now, um, Richard Cobb, he was a principal here, and Kim Bolton. Kim has done an amazing job. And so we want to honor, want to honor this school for this reading program. That is the deal, right? And so I'm really stoked about that. And so, guys, one more time, you clap. If you guys will stay here just for a minute, y'all clap. Let's do it like we do it at Momentum. Come on, Navarre. Why don't you stay in Navarre? Why don't you stay in Navarre? Come on, Navarre, stand up. Navarre, you wouldn't be there today if it weren't for their generosity. I can't hear you, Navarre. Come on. Let's go, Golf Breeze. You guys may be seated. We're almost done. I want to pull a Steve Jobs here real quick. Can I do that? <laughs> Those are big shoes, man. I'm going to try to just step in them for a second. Steve Jobs would say, one more thing. One more thing. We got one more thing real quick. Frankie, we, we've got a second check that we want to present because I want to make sure I get this right. If I'm not mistaken, 80, yeah, $8,987 is the total cost for that. So we didn't want to just do half of it. We wanted to do all of it. This is a second, second check here. And this is in honor of you. Yes, sir. You're so welcome. Our privilege. Our privilege. And the check number is today's date. So we have our first Sunday in here, our last Sunday in here. This one is in honor of Michael Brandon, Tanya Shepard. We want to say thank you, guys. We love y'all. If we can serve you, we want to serve you. You're our heroes. Thank you for doing what you do. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. You're so welcome. Our privilege. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. So we got to land the plane. <sighs> Thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness to return to God the first. See, when God's people do what we're supposed to do, then we get to do what we were told to do. That will preach. I think I said, I think I just said a hot point. You guys have been so faithful. I thank you. Our first Sunday in here, I dreamed, I honestly say, I know what it would look like, but I dreamed of this moment where we could give back and say thank you. I thank God, as Pastor Ray said, every time I drive by this school, I see more than a middle school. To me, it's a monument of a movement of Jesus. I'm so thankful. There'll be people here at two more gatherings. People in Navarre at this gathering. People in Navarre at next gathering. Because your faithfulness and your generosity, we get to honor, which is what we're called to do. So thank you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, listen, 60 seconds, and I'm going to lead in a sinner's prayer. The gospel is simple. We were all born with a nature 
That's called a sin nature. Adam and Eve screwed up from the beginning. That's why you don't teach babies as they grow up. You don't teach them how to lie, steal, and cheat. They just do it. They think it's neat. I'm in trouble. If I lie, I won't be in trouble. Right? That's a sin nature, and it's passed on. Sin has a price tag. It's called death. Everyone that sins dies. You ever wonder why everyone dies? Like, come on. How come, how come, how come some people couldn't live forever? Like, they were good enough, right? It's because they sinned. God said, don't. We did. God said, do. We didn't. It was sin. The price of sin is death. The wage of sin is death. But the gift of God is life forever through Jesus. Not through religion. Notice the scripture doesn't say through a church. Through a denomination. It says through Jesus. Do you know him today? Jesus walked over to death's door. He picked up the price tag. He put it on him. And he who knew no sin, who was just clean, he was white, he was the precious lamb of God. He put on the darkness of our sin. And he laid his life down on that cross. And he who knew no sin paid for my sin, paid for your sin, paid for the sin of the whole world. He put it all on. He said, give it to me. I'm going to take it all. I will bear it all. I will marinate in the cesspool of sin. And I who am the righteous lamb of God who one day will take away the sin of the world. I will do it by becoming the sin of the world. And the last thing Jesus said on the cross is hit is finished. He paid the price. And Jesus didn't pay it a little bit. He paid it all. And he offers eternal life to you, forever life. Not just one day when you die, you go to heaven. That's true. But you don't need Jesus for one day, just one day. You need Jesus for today. Because without Jesus, you're a dead man walking. You're a dead man walking. You're, you're a dead woman walking. Without Jesus, he is life. I promise you. You don't have Jesus come today. Jesus isn't ready to slap you and smack you. Jesus is ready to embrace you right where you are. And it is called grace. And it is amazing. And when he wraps his arms around you and says, I love you. You are forgiven. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. Do you know him today? If not, you're inviting him into your life. You're a prayer away with heads bowed and eyes closed. You need Jesus.